as we enter into a new era of leadership, empowerment, and influence. In this season two of Transcend with M, we want to highlight the power that lies underneath us, underneath you. On this new season, we will showcase true stories about women who one way or another are exercising influence by tapping on their strength and their own story. I hope, just like me, that you let all these women and their stories empower you today and shape your tomorrow just like they have helped me. So welcome to season two of Transcend with M. Know her story. Hello everyone, welcome to Transcend with M. Know her story. And with us today is Ashlyn Allen. Welcome to Transcend with M. How are you today? I'm so great and really excited to be here with you. How are you doing? I am good. You know, it's a very sunny morning. So in law, uh, what else can you ask for, right? Um, right. Nowadays, uh, even the sun makes you happy. So, <laughs> so our listeners today, I think they're going to be very excited to hear uh, to what you have to say, your support for women, your story. So let's hit it up. Tell us who you are. How did you get here? What's the backstory? Just indulge us with it. All right, here's the spew. <laughs> so I was born to Irish immigrants here in America. They're from Albany, New York, um, is where I was born along with my younger sister. My two older sis uh, siblings were actually born in New York City, which is kind of interesting. And I lived the majority of my life there until I went to Keene State College for my bachelor's. I uh, graduated a semester early from that, moved to Vermont. And after that, I, I joined insurance almost right away. It was a situation where I got a receptionist job at a local agency through a friend. And I was very bored doing the receptionist work. I could listen to podcasts the entire day long, which is good in some aspect, but not challenging enough for me. So yeah. I got licensed almost immediately um, just to get that a little bit more of a challenge on. Yeah. And uh, through my growth through that, I met some people through the Vermont Young Agents Committee for the Vermont Insurance Association. And that's really where my passion grew for the industry of insurance. Um, following, I actually ended up with two agencies after this first one. I moved over to Jameson, which then became Hilt Group. And then following that, I ended up with where I am today at Kinney Insurance in St. Albans, Vermont. So I feel very lucky I was able to make that move to a family-owned agency. Wow. And it was really... Uh, triggered by these two life events that happened in my life. Both actually were triggered by significant people passing away in my life. Mm -hmm. And they were both two very transformational moments that I went through. So the first being a uh, transition into wellness. Um, that first person passed away, which was my cousin, Tracy. And it made me become more linked to that side of myself. And I decided to become a yoga instructor with that free time. And then the second actually being my mom, 
passed away and she just, it made me reprioritize my life a little bit, see how I was being treated in situations, seeing what was important to me, how hard I had to work in some aspects because of my gender to be seen the same way as other people. And it just made me reprioritize the things that I felt were truly important in my life. It's kind of that words are, words are momentary, but intent is momentous situation. And you just have to set that intent and follow it and really be guided by your heart. Yeah, those are very big, um, you know, impactful situations that happen um, to you. So how, how were you able, um, you know, to learn from them and balance uh, you know, you said you learn a lot from it and how to prioritize. Why did that became, a, uh, it's redundant, but kind of like, why, why did it became a priority? What, what happened that made you learn um, and kind of shift and say, hey, this is, this is what I really should be focusing on? Yeah. And I think, honestly, both situations happened at different points in my life. So my cousin passed away and I was very young. I had just finished college. I was starting my first job. Um, and honestly, I was trying to just work as hard as I could. And it just made me take a look in at myself. And I'm like, am I doing the right things for my body? Am I doing the right things for my mind? Am I grounded enough to be, if you're not grounded, you really can't proceed in your life after that, right? It's like, you have to find these, moments where you can really know who you are before you can move past that. And I hadn't gained that yet in life. I had really just been at this shallow level version of myself throughout college and becoming a yoga instructor. Um, it just, it helped me find the deeper part of myself that let me grow from there. It, it let me dig in and see the things that I actually wanted and who I wanted to become to take those steps. And then after my mom passed, it was honestly probably witnessing her wake that made me realize like the priorities in life. So my mom was an RN at Albany Medical Center in New York for 30 years plus of her life. And the people that came in to talk to me about her and it's like, Yes, it was work, but to her, it wasn't just work. It was her life passion and she touched so many people's lives. And it's like, how could I bring that into my industry or every aspect of my life mm -hmm. without giving a part of myself up? And that's the thing that I realized I was doing. I, I was giving myself up to be overworked and not even get my part of the bargain of what I wanted out of a company. I was just willing to let myself be taken advantage of and her passing just made me realize I didn't want that life for myself. And I really yeah. wanted to be able to look back and be like, this is exactly what I wanted with the time I was given on this earth. Mm. Legacy. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Legacy. I think, you know, even though it's sad um, when, you know, we lose someone, um, it actually has a very beautiful aspect to it which makes you understand the impact that they had made on other people that we weren't aware of at, 
you know, during our lifespan, because, you know, even though we are within a household and we are a family, um, we live our lives mostly out of home, right? And we are usually touching other people more than we touch home. Um, and it's very interesting. So tell me how you were able to apply this learning into shifting your career and shifting who you are now as an individual. What what was that journey? How did it look like? So I honestly, at this point in my life, I always teach um, yoga or competitive dance as like part of my free time. And it's a part of myself. I'm just not willing to give up because I have this like creative energy flow that I need to release on. And it's just something that I've found keeps my life clear and consistent and it's something that I really enjoy doing with people so it keeps that energy up and then secondly it actually helped me transition from more of a national agency level to a family-run agency here in Vermont and why that became so important to me is um, at the national agency level I felt like I was more of just a number I wasn't actually being listened to that the promise that were being made to me were kind of empty promises, knowing that they wouldn't be filled and that I would have to move states or something to become the job that I really wanted in the industry. But I wasn't being told that I need to actually move states to obtain that job. So it's really just balancing out the things that I wanted in my life of being with the family run agency um, them allowing you to really cater your job to the things that you excel at and the people that you want to work with. And the fact that both my bosses are willing to sit down and talk to me any given day and explain why they think or how they think your situations is way different than any national agency I'd been to in the past. And then just the wellness factor of competitive dance or yoga, it just it's a mind clarity thing. I have to have those things in my life to feel happy. Nice. And I used to give that time up and I just like, I'm not willing to anymore. Just like you're not willing to not work from home a couple of days a week because you need to get certain things done for your family. It's the same thing. You don't want to give up aspects of yourself once we've moved into that place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are you able to create that balance between hey you know I know I have to do x y and c and I have so much responsibility right and kind of like breaking that that link to be able to shift and focus in you I have a very hard time doing that I I I you know, I work, 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 work all day, all night, no matter what. Like for me, it's something I, I just haven't been able to unsync. Uh, I can't detach. So how were you being able to do that? Honestly, I think if I did this just by myself, it wouldn't be a possibility. My husband balances me out a lot in this aspect. He's a very family oriented person. So at times it takes him being like, hey, I need you to refocus over here on our lives as a family and 
work like work on this aspect and not just dive into work so hard because I, I do do the same as you where I'll get lost in something and I'm like no this needs to be done now and he's like but why does it need to be done now because we have this with our two kids and I I do need him to be able to refocus me on that at times <laughs> good, good credit to credit deserves right <laughs> <laughs> Credit to credit who deserves it. Um, I have like this aspect of me that's always um, focusing on self improvement, and sometimes it's literally it's my greatest quality, and other times it's my biggest detriment. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know how to slow down. I'm always filling my calendar. The moment I slow down, I start to get like a really low feeling in myself, and yeah. It, kind of hard to deal with in the sense of well how do I be present and happy in this moment without feeling that moment mm-hmm. uh, and that's I was telling you about this book when we talked previously it's called do do nothing by yeah. Flip, uh, Headley and the fact of tuning yourself out from that overwork and really concentrating on the moment and that things won't e- implode if you're not doing something, mm-hmm. it's a concept to actually grasp and move into your own work. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. How, um, you know, I know you've been, I mean, you've been experiencing a lot of growth on your career. So can we talk a little bit about, you know, your work with, you know, the young agents, um, how you've been able to become an agent of change there? Um, and your growth overall within that landscape um, and how much do you enjoy it? (laughs) Honestly, I love the young agents. It's where I've met some of the closest people in my lives now. It's actually how I got the job that I'm at today. When I left my agency, I've known these owners through the young agents and begged them. I was like, do you have anything where I can come, come into your company for? And they were like, we will carve a role for you. Um, But the young agents in general, to me, it's just inspiring to be around people that want industry change. Uh, Change is literally the only constant you have in life and you have to adapt to that. So being a part of the young agents to me, has been really beneficial in so many different ways because the people involved are in marketing, they're on the carrier side, they're in claims, they're producers, salesmen and saleswomen and CSRs. And you really meet every aspect of the industry while you're there and everyone has something different to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. What I find the hardest thing is that we have such a large portion of our industry leaving due to retirement right now and we don't really have an influx of people coming in Mm -hmm. so replacing those people is one of our biggest priorities among the young agents and getting involved in the invest program and getting education into our high schools in order to be able to really educate them and say listen if you don't want to go to college that's perfectly fine and here's an industry path that may work for you yeah, um, I've, I've really met some of the best friends that I have out of the young agents. So it's uh, something I could talk on and on about. Yeah, some I, of my greatest women role models are from that. It's amazing. I only joined um, the young agents about two years ago. And it's it's been one of the best decisions I've made career-wise because it's such, 
a good supporting system and you know you you have fun you bounce ideas you are you do good for your community um and it just creates a, a different level of um i will say trust right within um other individuals that are competitors but not when we are in that room right so it's really um I love the the respect that it's created in between. Um, and also now the opportunity that we are being given with going and trying to get um, high school students to try to join um, yeah. you know the insurance industry and get them like you know internships and stuff like that so they can start learning um, the the ins and outs of insurance and hopefully we can we can start closing that gap. Uh, Give us a few seconds and we will be right back. From an, from an empowering perspective, you know, as a woman, I know that you have gone through ups and downs in um, empower, finding that empowering factor uh, has been a game changer. Um, so tell me a little bit about what did it took for you to, to where, to get where you are and why finding that within was so important. Um, honestly, I think if you stay in this industry, there is a large chance if you're not an advocate for yourself that you're going to be tread upon. And the biggest thing to me was in my earliest agency, after we were bought out, I found a lot of people when they left the company, they were not being replaced. And so you would get handed more accounts or more of a book of business and just expect it to service that without any mm -hmm. kind of, well, you might have compensation in return, but you might not have compensation in return. And you would be stuck in a place where you weren't necessarily happy and you didn't feel your thoughts were being listened to. Uh, I've always been slightly outspoken, which again is sometimes a detriment and sometimes not dependent on where you are and who's in the room. Yeah. I, I find that if you don't say how you feel or at least ask, you're never going to get what you want. If you're going to be that quiet person in the corner, you're just going to be stuck and tread on. And so finding that empowerment within yourself to really be an advocate and be like, I need this. I want a mentor. I want to be trained well. I want to do all this stuff in my career that I won't be able to obtain if I don't have these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I came into it from that agency specifically. And had I not met my husband, I'm not sure I would have left as early as I did. I stayed there for five years and he just looked at me and he said, you're not happy. So yeah. what are you doing? You're like the loudest person in the room. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing. And so, and again, credit where credit is deserved. It took him really pointing it out to me to make that leap and be like, okay, I know I should be somewhere else where I'm happier and I feel listened to and it's more family run or it's more um, employee oriented where you are part of the team and you all have a say. 
because yeah. I think for the organizations that really benefit and especially the Vermont community, we're very local. Yes. And we have a lot of mom and pop businesses and those relationships really matter where I'm from. Yeah. So having that um, trigger from my husband mm -hmm. as well as being an advocate for myself was able to really push me into that, that place where I was able to be outspoken. And I think my wellness factor of yoga instruction also plays into it. Whereas like mm -hmm. I was going home and I couldn't leave those things at work. I was bringing them home with me every single day and it was really eating away at me. And I think every job does that to some extent, but the extent it was doing it to me at this point in my life was just unhealthy. And I realized that there needs to be some point where you unplug and have this work-life balance. Yeah. Why is so important for, why do you think it's so important for women on our industry to really reflect on, hey, am I, am I getting my worth? Am I, uh, am I being hurt too? Am I taking the right steps? Um, why is it so important for us women, uh, especially in our industry, to step back and think and kind of, you know, just assess where we are at and how should we proceed? Our industry is so women oriented that it's honestly outrun by women, especially on the customer service side. So, yeah we're very homogeneous as an industry. We lack diversity and we have this thin layer of men at the top and the majority that lay underneath that are women. Mm -hmm. And so we get stuck in these roles that are customer service oriented or some are in sales. Honestly, not that many women that I know in this industry are in sales. Mm -hmm. um, and if they are, they're not necessarily there very long. So it's really having the ability to speak up for yourself and ask for the things that you need. And as a whole, looking at it, if you're not willing to do that for yourself, maybe a group of you are willing to do that and come together in order to really get what you want out of it. Um, I actually wrote my college, I, I'm going for my MBA right now at Ohio University. And this was the exact topic that I picked in order to get into my college admissions. So it was the fact that we had that thin layer of men at the top and how women in our industry, it sometimes feels like we play into gender roles. And mm -hmm. so in workforce advancement, you look weak or non-committed if you take too much time off for your family. And then there's a guilt that plays out within you that's um, am I putting my career first yeah. and my family's taking the hit for it. But sometimes if you don't put that first, then you look weak and you don't even get the chance of the promotion that you really want to have. And you don't get seen as one of those top players. And that's truly a concept that I struggle personally with a lot and being able to take that time off for my family, as well as try and put in the work needed to really be seen as a person at the top of my industry. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's spot on. I think now 
in the past year, year and a half or two, you've started seeing a little bit of a different um, landscape, right? But there is such a big gap. Like I feel sometimes when I I step into a meeting with you know individuals nationally or or whatnot. I'm probably one of five, maybe. <laughs> and then there is a, a room of like 50 to 100. And it's like, well, here I am. <laughs> Good for you for and being there. That's the one of the five that I want to be. <laughs> honestly, you can be as confident as you, as confident as you want to be, but it is intimidating. It is intimidating because you start doubting yourself. You're just like, oh my goodness, like, you know, and do I really have something to say that they don't know? Like, you know, it's something like that. Um, and it, it, it comes into the fact too that when it comes to emotions, they're generally regarded as um, a negative quality, right? Okay. And it's one of those things where you feel if you get too hyped up about something or um, upset about something that you are again falling into your gender role. Whereas I don't think that male bosses always see the idea of, well, empathy is a good thing. They can relate to my clients. They can relate to other employees. They can inspire other people. And like, it's such a large part that plays into human resources, right? So stepping into that room of however many you said and being one of five women there you have so much to worry about when you just come in as how you even come off for simply being a woman in that room right 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 and the the factor of that most of us are a lot younger than they are um it's almost like we're not taken seriously sometimes you know like (laughs) It's right. It's a little um, nerve wracking, I will say, you know, um, I like to tell this story because on 2019, I won the Young Agent of the Year Award here in Massachusetts. Nice. And it, it's a huge honor, right? Like it's a huge honor, you know, from the entire state. Here I am, whatever. When I was, uh, when I stepped into the room, I'm going to tell you how many women were there. There were five women in there. Uh, it was uh, me and two of my coworkers, maybe six women. Then Cassandra, which is a, a really, uh, we have become really good friends. And she actually was the one putting the award together and all of that. <laughs> and then there was, her mom, because her mom was vice president of the chapter, and then the wife of the of the of the president that was taking the share next year. Those are six women that were there. <laughs> There's no representation of like women mm-hmm. in the insurance, and I was so intimidated because you know this is a full room of hundred and something people, suit up and serious and talking about, you know, the annual things about insurance and the, and, you know, legislation and all this stuff. And, and here I am sitting just like a little, you know, chocolate in the, in the, <laughs> right. And 
I was so, it was such an intimidating moment for me. And I was like, you know what? This is our fault because we don't show up because that meeting is open for everyone to attend and we choose not to. So as mm -hmm. women, as women, we really have to do better showing up, just show up, show up, no matter what, intimidated or not, just show up. <laughs> just be there. <laughs> just show up. And I think, you know, it's, um, it's really, um, really important that we have each other's back. It's really important for us to support one another and to make sure that we are celebrating our wins and supporting each other on our losses. And I think, you know, within our industry, it's extremely important that we start doing a little bit more of that. Um, and I love seeing, you know, people like yourself taking action and taking ownership of like, you know, being chair of the chapter or like starting something that, you know, no one thought it was possible. Uh, but here we are, you know, taking leaps in and having the courage to just um, speak up and, 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 and dare to be who you want to be, right? Uh, that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, so, not apologizing for who you are. Exactly, exactly. So what message of empowerment do you have for women out there today? I think just not to be sorry for who you are, not apologizing, which I think we fall into often is apologizing for the things that we stand up for and just accepting them ourselves and moving forward with that, however that be. It's if you want to be a mother, if you want to be an agency owner, if you want to be a librarian, just really just owning that and not apologizing for it and doing whatever steps it takes to really get to that point. Yeah. Just, it's so important. Advocating for yourself is really that top quality of being able to take those steps. Mm -hmm. So I think just owning it and have that ability to overcome whatever gender roles you may fall into just for being a woman. Yep, that's, that's really important feedback. I, I really love it. So are you ready for a couple um, rapid, quick, fun questions? <laughs> sure, I'm ready. <laughs> what does transcending means to you? I think this will be repetitive, but I think it means having the ability to overcome and really achieve the dreams that you have, not feeling sorry for anybody, just being yourself. Nice, nice. What is uh, your favorite food? Honestly, this is a very Irish answer, but I love steak and potatoes. <laughs> My parents had us like peel potatoes every single day when we came home from school, like up until I was end of high school. So I'm just in love with steak and mashed potatoes. Hey, it works for you. You love it. You know, it's amazing. Um, what is, uh, what do you like to listen to? What kind of, I know you said you listen to a lot of podcasts, but like what entertains you? What do you like listening to? I find myself on Discover for Spotify a lot. I live in like the pop hemisphere because of teaching dance to teenagers often, but 
honestly, I have a deep love for Queen and ABBA because of my parents. And if I'm having a rough day, that's what you're going to hear with my car jamming out to. <laughs> that's amazing. Any favorite book that you have read lately or any favorite book that was life-changing for you? Hmm, life-changing. Um... I guess I have two answers to that. I I love The Great Gatsby. It's just one of those things that has always stood out to me. And then this book that I'm reading now, the Do Nothing book, is something that I just need to learn how to obtain in my own life. So I would love to share that with other people of having the ability to slow down and become present and happy in the things that we're doing at that moment. That's amazing. Any uh, favorite woman influencer? I have a couple and you're going to laugh because they are wildly different. Okay, <laughs> so, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I would go with like one of the top 10 of being Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Rachel Hollis. She's like big into well-being. Um, Nancy Pelosi for obvious reasons. And uh, one of my favorite podcasts has Karen Calgara in it. And it's just one of those beings where she never apologizes for the exact person that she is. And I love it so much. I really admire that fire in a person. That's amazing. Those are those are very pow powerful uh, women right there. They're powerhouses. I, I love Michelle Obama too. She um, she reminds me of my mom. Just just because of her looks, she reminds me of her of my mom, but also because of her heart. Uh, so I actually, you're going to laugh, but it, this is how close I have it. I love that book so much. Becoming <laughs> yeah. is such a wonderful book. It's so I read it, I think, when I was pregnant and it just made me like really yeah. inspired to leave maternity leave and like get out there. Yeah, I'm reading it for the second time around. Um, it's so funny you said it because I'm like, uh, you're, t you're telling me that and I'm like, my eyes are going like. <laughs> right on your desk that's funny I didn't realize that she's just an inspiring woman she yeah. she's done ever, so many things in her life and even if she didn't want uh President Obama in the administration she was like let's do it because it's going to change our lives for the better and she's yeah. willing to make those sacrifices for the world so I just oh, I love her so much I know, me too. I think, um, you know, I, I loved her husband, but now I loved her more than I love. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you said you had a daughter, right? I do, I do. Yeah. Her name is Veronica, and uh, she's a character. She's a character. She just, while we were talking, you saw her walking in, and she just dropped a note about, how she needs to go to um, music class tonight. <laughs> and she doesn't want me to forget because she's learning. Like, Mom, I know you're busy, but. You know, she's right. I usually forget a lot. Like, you know, the other day I forget to feed her breakfast and it's, you know, she's like, mom, <laughs> mom, I'm cooking. And I was like, don't, don't. So it's, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's a keeper. She's a keeper. Um, oh man, that's just one of those things of like the balance for women is really life and family, right? It's your 
you have your family and you have all the things that you need to get done on that side of things. And then you have all these people that you need to take care of within the work world. And finding that balance is really so hard at times. I carry around this tiny notebook that's constantly filled with lists. Yeah, I'm like, this is my family list. This is the things I need to do this weekend. These are the things I have to do at work. Oh my God, you have one too. <laughs> Uh, it, it can't live without it because it's so much to keep track of. It's like I have, uh, so how I have it is I have one page that says family, another page that says finances, another page that says, um, I divided them, I divide them by projects. So they all um, have subcategories as well. <laughs> yeah. And then I have like uh, check marks for like if it's a started, uh, it's square, if I have taken steps towards it and then i scratch it when it's done uh because otherwise like that's my system i just that's just how i operate um it's just so funny we're all we all have so many similarities we we do execute a little bit different but <laughs> it's so funny how similar we kind of like just run with our lives so i just want to thank you so much for being here today i think uh it is it is amazing you know how uh, we can learn so much from one another um, and, and learn to just be open um, to hear others' stories and learn from them and just know that we are not alone. We all have our own paths that we are um, experiencing our own situations. And I think the more and more we talk about it, the more we can make a difference uh, to others. Uh, so I really thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story here today. Uh, I mean, we're young, we still have a long way to go. So we're definitely going to continue these conversations. Uh, but first step, and I really love that. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you inviting me. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and that one way or another you were able to identify with today's story. Remember, like Catherine Stockett said, you is kind, you is smart, you is important. Start believing in yourself and empower those around you because you never know when suddenly someone can realize they have a choice in what they could believe and do in this world. If you don't follow us yet, please subscribe at the, our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Monica Duani. You can also follow us on Instagram at TranscendWithM. Or if you just want to chat with me one-on-one, -on -one, make sure to just connect on LinkedIn and send me a message. It's Monica Duani, and I'm always here for you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next week.